Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. When I ask you to imagine Rosie the Riveter, what comes to mind? Is it a young woman in a blue work shirt, her sleeves rolled up and flexing her arm? She's got her black hair pulled back under a red polka dot scarf and the words, we can do it, scrawled above her head. It wouldn't be surprising if this is what you think of. She is a pop culture icon, a feminist image, a symbol of the women who joined the nation's workforce during World War II. But the thing is, she isn't Rosie the Riveter. Americans who lived during World War II would have described a totally different woman if you asked them the same question. Back then, she was a character in a pop song. She's making history, working for victory. Rosie the Riveter. Rosie the Riveter was invented in 1942 by songwriters Jacob Loeb and Red Evans. According to music historian Robert Lissauer, Loeb and Evans wanted to write about women in the war effort. Rosie is protecting Charlie, working overtime on the riveting machine. The lyrics celebrated a woman who works all day driving rivets on a bomber factory's assembly line. They made up the name Rosie the Riveter because of the alliteration. The song was recorded by an African-American vocal quartet from St. Louis called the Four Vagabonds in 1943. And it was a hit. Billboard reported on February 20th, 1943, that the single was already going strong in the music boxes. The song was so popular that it may have even inspired the painter Norman Rockwell. That year, the Saturday Evening Post published a cover image he painted, a red-haired woman in baggy denim work clothes eating a sandwich on her lunch break, cradling an enormous rivet gun in her lap. She wore a V for victory pin, and she was posed with an American flag as a backdrop. Her penny loafers are crushing a copy of Hitler's Mein Kampf. On her lunchbox was the name Rosie, scrawled in all caps. The Saturday Evening Post had a circulation of about 3 million readers, and therefore immense influence in mid-century America. Rockwell launched the character created by Evans and Loeb into a national symbol. Alice Hughes, a reporter for King Features Syndicate, wrote in 1943 that Rosie the Riveter had become, quote, the most popular pet name around the country for a woman factory worker. As for the iconic We Can Do It poster, she never had a name and the image itself was actually unknown to most of the American public in the 1940s. The poster was produced for Westinghouse Electric Corporation, and it was displayed only in the company's helmet liner factories for two weeks in 1943. How did that poster, and not Rockwell's painting, become the image of Rosie the Riveter for modern Americans? Well, according to The Atlantic, Rockwell and his family copyrighted his image, meaning that it can't be changed or easily reprinted. In 1982, the Washington Post magazine published a piece about patriotic posters in the National Archive that included the now-famous Westinghouse poster. Because it wasn't under any known copyright, the image spread, and the new Rosie the Riveter 
gained her iconic status decades after millions of women surged into the workforce during World War II. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Eric Tricky for reporting the story for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.